Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello and good morning. So it's Caroline and Chandra, and today we're going to talk about the most important job that you have, and actually the only real job that you have. So if you don't know us, Chandra, can you just briefly explain who you are? Yes, thank you, Caroline. Uh, Yes, my name's Chandra, and I am a leadership and career coach, and I work mainly with women who are at a bit of a professional crossroad, unhappy in what they're doing now and want to change to do something either completely different in a new industry or start their own thing. That's me. Brilliant. Perfect. So, and as most of you guys know, I specialize in helping professionals um, land the next six-figure leadership role where they feel challenged, fulfilled, and where they get paid what they're worth. So today, like I mentioned before, we're going to talk about the only and real job you have. So what is it, Chandra? What job do we really have and people don't realize it? Yeah, well, I am a a real believer in this principle because a lot of people that I work with or that uh, I talk with, you know, get caught up with fixating on trying to find that one real job the perfect job that's right for them for forever and I think that that's a trap and there's lots we could talk about more about that but the reality for me is that I believe we only ever have one job through our whole life we may have lots of different roles that we play in our life and we may have lots of different jobs or careers in our life but the only one job that we have that's with us for our whole life is to be the CEO of Brand U. And no matter what you're doing to earn income, that job, that title of CEO you stays with you forever and all of your decisions should be made through that lens. That's what I believe. Amen. This is so (laughs) vital and really ties in with what I strongly believe also in is like with that comes really being authentic. So yes, you have your uh, you you have to be the CEO of brand you, uh, but you only can achieve that by being authentic and true to yourself. And what I see with a lot of my clients is that there is a big disconnect because they are in a job and they're so used to pretending mm-hmm. and they wear a mask that they forget who they really are and what their purpose is and what they're good at. And they're just like, and the longer the time time passes, the more the gap grows and the more disconnected they become. Oh, so, totally. Why do so you think much. that is? Well, um, one of the things, and, and actually in the webinar that I'm running um, this week, we, we touch on this, but one of the things that can happen is that people overlap um, who they believe they are with what they do 
and it becomes literally like, and you know, you would have heard people talk about, I'm having an identity crisis or a midlife crisis, which I think I've had a couple of those. But that's what happens is that we overlap that vision of who we are because we do, we immerse so much in our job. The people that are going to be watching this video either live or the recording later are probably people that really are good at what they do. They've achieved a certain level of success. They're passionate about the work that they do. And so they tend to be people that will throw themselves into that work. And that's where it's really easy to immerse into the role, into the industry, and to take on that as a bit of an identity. For me, years and years ago, I used to work in radio and that was really fun and, you know, well-paying and uh, was suited me in lots of ways at that time in my life. And when I started questioning about mm, how long do I think I want to keep doing this in this industry for, I definitely had a, a bit of an identity crisis about trying to remember, well, if I don't have that badge, if I don't if I can't answer the question of what do you do to be able to say, oh, I work at Nova, I work at radio in radio, then who am I? And that's yeah. the big thing that it comes down to exactly as you've said, people forget who they are because they've immersed mm -hmm. so much. And, and for me, another thing, if we go deeper, scary, uh, is that partly I know for me it was because I felt so much more confident and so much more um, not well, maybe safe um, and comfortable in my work and being able to um, put in time and effort and see results. And so I really just invested time and energy much more so into work than into my personal life. Yeah. Is it your personal life or is it yourself? Ah, well, it's <laughs> very good pickup. And that was, that was where, you know, that um, I didn't uh, and wasn't taking a holistic approach and that's very much what I believe is the answer for people yeah. you know when they are looking to evolve their professional life in whatever direction and you know back to what you were saying about authenticity totally because when I first started even talking about this concept was so many years ago and I used to talk about the concepts through the lens of personal brand and this is yeah. way before, I mean, Instagram wasn't even invented when I was talking about this, <laughs> just to give you an idea of how long ago it was. And, and, and people would people would think, oh, so are you a stylist? You help people decide what clothes to wear. If you're talking about personal brand, it's like, yeah. uh, no. But no. that, again, is another thing that people kind of go, what a brand is. It's like, is this the facade? And that's, I think, a trap too, whereas my lens on personal brand absolutely comes back to authenticity and putting some time and effort and energy into figuring out and remembering who you yeah. really are, what's most important to you and how yeah. you bring that to your work. Yeah, uh, that brings up something else actually because a lot of people, shit needs to hit the fan before people actually <laughs> do something. Yeah. Like, why like, do we do that to ourselves? I know, because sometimes, or most of the time, not sometimes, most of the time we know it, but we put it on the back burner. We say, yeah, yeah, one day we will focus on us and yes. we will do us. But now I'm too busy to really take care of that. Yes. <laughs> so you focus on something else, but then mm -hmm. you actually become... Uh, become sick or something happens in your personal life or in your career like um, that yeah and then you need to take action then you need to think about okay what are the consequences really of not taking care of that and then I see people making massive shifts and suddenly realizing that they have to take care of themselves isn't yeah. it 
Yeah, and I think that there is, and I think we touched on this in the, one of the last videos that we did, that there's a human instinct um, that kicks in around survival and when people are in that moment of thinking, oh, maybe there is something else that I'm meant to be doing or maybe what I'm doing now really actually isn't right for me. It's not allowing me to bring the best of who I am to what I do. Those questions start to come up and then our brains freak out and they just kind of go into overload. And so it's much easier to sort of stay with the comfort of the known, even when we are feeling in our heart of hearts, uh, unhappy or unsatisfied in what we're doing because it's just not meaningful to us anymore so I, yeah. I think that um that human instinct of hand breaking any kind of change is a big hurdle for people to get over which is why so many people myself included not the first time actually but the second career change that I made uh I had been unhappy for quite a while and starting to think about, oh, God, you know, how long am I going to stay doing this for? And so I know I delayed my extraction. I um, extended my time there beyond what was healthy for me. Uh, And I I obviously needed some kind of external excuse or leverage to make the decision to go. And, you know, I've just remembered something. It's a bit random, though, so maybe I'll let you respond before I decide if I'm going to talk about that. Um, I think, like, I, I've been in the same boat, like, uh, a few years ago. Like, I was in a job and you think you're happy and you think, like, what's important and then your world, like, gets turned upside down. And then you realize that what you thought was important is not important at all. Those deadlines are not important. Like what your colleague, what your colleagues think, like who cares? Like, like it's not important. So you put it suddenly in perspective and you think like, you know what? (laughs) Like the most important thing is you. And uh, my dad actually Uh, taught me something uh, when I was very very young and I love that and it's one of the things the cornerstones of my identity who who I want to be and who I am it's like he said like there's Caroline he said there's only one person that you need to like and that is yourself so if you look in the mirror mirror you need to be so proud and happy about who's looking back at you and that's it so and I love your dad right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome, Dad. <laughs> so and that's true. Like every single yeah. decision that you make is that in line with you? Are you true to yourself? Or are you pursuing things that you know are damaging your 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 relationships, your personal mm-hmm. relationships, and, and most important, yourself, basically. Yeah. And look, there are all the things that can seem like very big questions to ask and decisions to make about who are you really and what is it that's um, most important to you. And you touched on it earlier, uh, you know, and I'm a big advocate and believer in aligning our values um, to what we actually do and how we do it. And, I mean, I know that you do a lot of values work uh, with your clients as well, that identifying your values and what's actually most important to you, not what are some nice-sounding words that you think will impress others, but actually what are the values, the drivers that are going to be a filter for your decision-making about what what you do do, what you don't do, 
And the clearer you can get on those values, decision-making just becomes so much easier. Oh, my God. But one thing I'm, I'm really curious about is because I'm presuming there is going to be at least one person watching this who has had those little bubbling thoughts about mm, I'm not sure that this job is the right job for me anymore yeah. or it's got a limited lifespan or whatever, but they aren't making a change yet. What yeah. do you think that people can do in order to create that leverage to make the move? Because we've acknowledged as human beings we tend to not like change and therefore we wait for something external to happen. Do you think there is anything that can be done or are we all just doomed to wait till some catastrophe happens? <laughs> I think like uh, when you have that inclination that you need to change something but you're not sure what, um, I think the best place to start is by reflecting. Now, reflection is is good and can be dangerous also because if you start to dwell on the past, that is not good. So yeah. reflection needs to be like, okay, I'm going to look at the my career history and my life history and identify the times that I was really happy, that I was working in flow, that something was just going the way I wanted it to, to, to go. The, the people I was working with were like-minded people. Mm -hmm. But instead of just keeping it at words, like, oh, I was happy, I was working with like-minded people, is like the key here is to make, almost give a definition to what that means to you. Because if I say to you, Chandra, like, oh, yeah, let's have a like-minded, I want to work with like-minded people, like, what like-minded is for me is different <laughs> to what's like-minded for you. So yes. again, you have already a disconnect if you don't if you're not clear on what that means to you. Some people want to have high, highly intellectual people uh, that are on on a certain different level. Other people are more analytical. Other people are creative, but they are like-minded in their sense. So yeah. that is so. It's for me like you need to start by reflecting and looking back at like what you liked and also what you disliked, what was going on mm -hmm. there and not looking uh, through a lens of remorse and, and hate and sadness, like if that didn't go the way you wanted, but more observing, like, okay, what was it? What was the, what were the characteristics of, of the people? Like observing what was going on really? What can I learn from that to, to make sure that um, uh, when I uh, make the next move that that I don't carry that baggage because a lot of people keep on carrying baggage. So yes. I think reflection is really where you need to start. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And and uh, early on you, you mentioned about um, not getting stuck there with the reflection either. And I always think of the um, analogy of that when you're learning to drive a car, I think they tell you that you should only spend like 20% of the time or 30% of the time looking in the rear vision mirror. And so it's literally I'm looking to check and then I'm looking forward. I love this. Yeah. So <laughs> if you take that approach to the reflection and also bring a bit of the scientist approach of being an objective observer, not getting caught up in the story of, oh, well, that boss, you know, he was really, oh, I was nearly going to swear again, you know, or whatever the story was about, you know, your past boss or colleague or a, a situation that happened that really pissed you off. You can, you know, spin in your juices around that, but it's not helpful versus kind of going, okay, so what did I learn out of that? You know, is there a certain type of 
industry or role or type of person that I don't thrive in and, you know, note that down as an observation and then you yeah. extract the learnings and then you apply it to moving forward. Yeah, I think I think that is the, the definitely the first step. And then the second step, you nailed it before, is like really understanding your values mm-hmm. and not what's right or wrong. Like people, <laughs> most people know what's right from wrong. But again, it's like defining your values and then putting a definition um, next to it. And the best example that I can give for that is integrity. Mm-hmm. Everybody has levels of integrity, but we all know people that like we would question their integrity Mm. and so it's so important to understand what you mean by those values and then you can actually formulate questions um to somebody else whether that is in your personal life in your work life in an interview whatever it is or uh, people you're meeting on a networking event when you're looking for like-minded people you ask those questions to see if they if the values match because you need to be aligned with the organization or the job or the career that you have that is true to you so I think values is a really core component of that yeah and look I'm not sure what your experience has been but sometimes when uh clients hear that you know we're going to have a conversation about values that can be a little um, uncomfortable <laughs> or a bit, bit um, you know, lumpy for them because it's kind of like it's these are not conversations that people generally are having. I remember no. one client a long time ago now, but she was a classic. She was great. Uh, when I said to her, I said, look, I really want us to do a values elicitation. And she was just looking at me and I said, you know, this is a process that we go through that actually helps you identify and articulate what your true values are in either the context of your uh, whole life or in the context of your work life specifically yeah. anyway we had this little conversation she goes so are you saying that you don't think that I know what my values are and it was <laughs> it was really interesting and I just had a little laugh I said you know the reality is that 90% of the population are not consciously aware of what their values are when they, if they were asked they would rattle off some nice sounding words and yeah. for some people some of those things may actually be true but very often they're not because there's a, there's a deeper layer that's really about identifying you as an individual, you as brand you, what are the things that are actually most important to you? We should probably do a whole video on just on values. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just wanted to say also with values, uh, and I can see this, uh, I don't know if you know that, uh, but I read so much about values and how important that is in understanding who you truly are. So most people, they want to make an impact, right? They want mm-hmm. to make an impact in their careers, in the world, in their community. They want to make an impact. Now, to make an impact, you need to be able to influence people uh, to do certain things or uh, that could be like uh, influencing them for to recognize you for a promotion or that could be like mm-hmm. becoming a client if you have your own business. So to influence people, there are two components. So you need to have credibility and credibility you get by working hard and proving yourself that you can do it. So you've proven track record. But mm-hmm. then there is this other part of credibility that not a lot of people think about, and that is your values. Mm-hmm. So if you bring it back on the other side, if you don't have the same values as your boss, your manager, your clients, your community, then you can try to influence all you want. It's not 
going to work because they're not going to resonate with you. So even though a lot of people think like, oh, it's fluffy and I'm not sure where that fits in. um, I think like if you see the bigger picture, if you want to make an impact, if you want to make a difference, then you need to be able to identify very clearly what you stand for and what you value because otherwise this is hopeless. This is never going to happen. Yes. It's yeah. like, you know, and it brings us or me back to that thought about the one job that you have, that CEO you role, is that there's also, whilst you're the CEO of Brand You and responsible for communicating and influencing and creating that impact of your brand, you also have to wear a couple of other hats. And one of those hats is the head of marketing. One is the head of operations and one is the head of finance. And so all three of those other hats are important. And the when you're looking at brand view through the marketing lens, that comes directly back to your ability to communicate and influence effectively and knowing who your audience are yeah. and having enough of an overlap between uh, who you are and what's important to you and who they are and what they need and want, that's kind yeah. of the, the gel that you're you're looking for. So you, that's where, again, you really do, the more you can start to look at yourself as a brand and those different components of yes. how you communicate, that's when that yeah. one real job, no matter what role you're in or what you're transitioning to, the consistent thing is you as brand you. Yes. So what you mean by the different hats uh, is about uh, looking at yourself and actually making sure, okay, I'm also the finance director. I'm also the marketing director of myself. So Mm -hmm. I have to think about my marketing, how I'm marketing myself, how I'm perceiving myself, how others perceive me and how Mm -hmm. I want to be perceived. Finance, how would that play out? How I want to manage my finance and where I want to, to be long term? Yes. So, uh, and I think we were going to do another deep dive conversation specifically about money and career change. But through this lens, one of the things that is important, if you're the CEO of Brand You, and that's the umbrella or the core role, however you want to look at that. And then there's these three other hats of marketing operations, which is the strategy and then finance. Money is a factor. And so you need to be looking at, as any good CEO would, is how are you earning money? And what is the return on any investment that you make? Um, do you have w- one um, income or revenue stream or multiple streams of income? And what do you do with the money when you have it? Because all yeah. of that, how you spend your time and how you spend your money, communicate volumes about what's most important to you and who you are. So yeah. looking through that lens is important as you start to look at progressing your professional life. You can't just kind of go, oh, if I just do something that I love, then magically, um, you know, dollars and cents will fall from the sky. You actually have to be enough. (laughs) Yes, yes, I will wake up and there will be a bag of money. Uh, You you do actually have to bring a little bit of um, focus and energy around the financial side of your life and and there's a whole realm of things around that. And what about operations then? That's the third oh, so one. the head of operations. That's where you have to look at what's your. Um, so if you're if the CEO role is really about the vision of where you're going and what's most important to you about what you're doing and how you're getting there, 
the how you're getting there is the operations part. That's the strategy that you're using. And that's what people need to decide. Are they going it alone? Uh, are they going to work with a coach? Are they going to do some additional training? How are they actually communicating their value? How are they building their skill set? So just like any business, you have to be looking at what are the projects that you're yeah. working on to uh, um, make progress in the area and in the direction that you want to go in. So that's from yeah. the, the the operational side of thing. Because again, you yeah. can work out your values. You can get a bit of a vision of, you know what, you know, I want to be the first female astronaut that does whatever. You can decide that that's what you want. Don't know where yeah. that came from. Uh, but if you don't do anything about it, then yeah. it's unlikely to happen or it will take you way longer yeah. versus getting that clarity and then going, right, okay, here's a project. What am, what's my strategy of how I'm going to make progress and achieve this goal? That's the operations part of it. Yes, exactly. Okay, Gl glad you clarified that because it's so important for people to look at it they, uh, at their life, at their authenticity, or at their identity. That's the word actually, actually at their identity holistically. Like, yeah. okay, if I'm the CEO, but I also have to incorporate other opportunities, other roles that I'm actually going to do, what does that mean, basically? Yeah. So to wrap this all up, the most important thing is to really like um, uh, be authentic to yourself and to start operating from a CEO you approach. Yes, yeah, it is. And one thing that I didn't touch on yet that I actually think is important, it's a little uncomfortable for a lot of people uh, initially, is that what also comes with the territory of stepping into that role of CEO is that you actually have to take full responsibility. And oh, unfortunately... Um, lots of people don't like to do that because of past experience or whatever. It's easier for us to just blame external circumstances or external people. But when you are the CEO and if you're an effective, uh, influential CEO, you have to take full responsibility for your results and your non-results. And to step into that uh, can be uncomfortable. And I think that's why a lot of people avoid it. But when you do it opens up a whole new sense of possibility for you and it allows you to look at things through the lens of your whole life, not just this slice and what role is right for you right now because the, the jobs you have, the roles that you have will change. I think the latest um, stats, a McCrindle study was done, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago now, they showed that the average tenure, the average time that people are in a role in Australia is rapidly reducing and the average is 3.3 years and oh. they're seeing that it's getting much smaller and the rise of the gig economy the way that people work yeah. is constantly changing and is likely to continue to change and so even more I think now is an important time for people to step into that CEO role because then no matter they can pivot their their job how they earn money yeah. but they still can come back to that core of who they really are yeah and make that how make that difference because otherwise yeah. if you have that disconnect you're just like uh, uh, bouncing your head against a brick wall without getting any results so it's mm. so important that you get that alignment right uh, mm -hmm. in order to 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 move forward yeah yeah and you just and keep love, course correcting yes and i love that responsibility because we mm. look so much so easily like and i see it with my clients all the time in the beginning it's like oh, it's so difficult to get a new job. Oh, it's so difficult to get interviews. It's like, okay, no, you just like 
Uh, you need to have the right strategy to move forward in the direction, like, and stop, like, take responsibility. Like, what is in your control? The way mm-hmm. I like to look at it is if you're not happy with something, then you always have to think about, okay, what is out my uh, outside my control? And I need to just accept that. I'm not going yeah. to be able to change that unless you're um, uh, not happy with your with, with the work and you can remove yourself and stuff like that. But, like, the most important thing is to first look what's in my control like what can i do and that is like like i actually said like removing yourself from that situation instead of trying to change that company because like it's very unlikely that's going to happen so think about what is what can i do today to make a difference and respecting all the different hats that uh, you need to make so yes yeah, so much we could talk about. But anyway, <laughs> oh my God, we can go on and on and on. <laughs> now, a couple of things from here on. Uh, if you really like this conversation and it resonated with you, give us thumbs up uh, because the more engagement we have uh, on this video, the more people actually can hear our message and the more lives and careers we can help transform. So that's the first thing. Second thing is if you're not connected with Chandra connect with her. I will link her profile uh, up in the in the post description. So link with her, connect with her. Uh, and if you're not connected with me, definitely do a connection there. Couple of things. If you are interested to find out more, uh, Chandra is actually giving uh, a live webinar tonight. Correct. Tell us more about this. <laughs> yeah, so this webinar is really, uh, I guess, it, almost a continuation of some of what we've talked about today uh, for very much for people that are at a point of feeling ready to start to, to think about a career change. You don't have to be feeling like I'm going to quit my job this week, but if you've got those thoughts bubbling around that you think that, okay, limited lifespan in what I'm doing, want to do something different, either different industry or uh moving out to do your own thing then this webinar is designed to help you look at what are some of the common challenges the common problems and mistakes that people can make and how do you overcome those to be able to really start to immerse into this concept of being brand you and then use that to leverage how you talk about and identify what you want to do next so I'm excited about running it tonight there's one tonight and one tomorrow morning so if it's because it's short notice if people can't Mm. attend live will there be a replay if they register um (laughs) sorry to put you on the spot yes um (laughs) if they uh if they register then okay i'll say yes (laughs) i wasn't going to because i love it when people arrive live because i know that most people are busy and uh you know they like the idea of of something but uh, when they get a recording, it's like, oh, when will I find time to watch it? Um, so really strongly encourage people to attend live if you can, but if not, yeah. register. And uh, if you register you know, beforehand, then I'll um, send you a link to the recording. Perfect. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, the link to the uh, webinar is on the screen. I will also put it in uh, below this video or this live stream so people actually can register for that. Um, and if you want to have a chat with me, there is the uh, website is newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash call. And we just have a conversation about uh, your career, where you're at at the moment. Um, so for me, it would be more like people that are look that are in corporate and looking for their next corporate role and looking to optimize their resume, their interview skills, their creating that narrative, that, uh, that story and creating that authenticity. So if that is you, then definitely book a call in with me, Neurorizing Coaching. 
www.coaching.com.au and uh, we can take it from there. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So when is the next one, actually? We have one more plan tomorrow, don't we? Yes. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's all going to be about money. (laughs) Money, money, make it rain. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are interested in how money is going to impact a job or career change, uh, then definitely tune in tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, and we will uh, give you lots of goodies and invaluable information about that. Perfect. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode. 